the centurion. He's in charge. He was shocked at all of these events, seeing the earthquake, seeing the sky had grown dark. And he said these words, truly, this was the Son of God. Welcome to In Grace with Jim Scudder, Jr. He is the senior pastor of Quentin Road Baptist Church in Lake Zurich, Illinois, and the president of Dayspring Bible College in Mundelein, Illinois. Welcome back to In Grace. This is Jim Scudder, and today we are going to conclude a message that we started yesterday, Jesus Ground Shaking Sacrifice. In our series, The Story of Jesus, and we're going chronologically through the Gospels, understanding the life and work, words, and thoughts of our Savior Jesus. And, and even as he died and after he died, so many things happened. And that's what we're talking about today. We're going to start by talking about how when Jesus died, the Bible says that the veil of the temple was torn from top to bottom. And there's an important truth here, and that is once you put your trust in Jesus, since he's died on the cross and paid for our sins and you believed in him, now you can go directly to the throne yourself. You don't have to have a priest. You don't have to have a pastor represent you. Now, I think it's great to go to church, and I think you should have a pastor, but you can go directly to God and talk to him and, and have that fellowship with him. There's no barrier of separation anymore. And that's what we're going to start by talking about, and, and we're going to reference Hebrews 10.22, which is talking about drawing near to the Lord with a true heart, full assurance of faith. And then we're going to be going into the other things that happened, the earth shaking and, and even like uh, people popping out of the grave. What in the world was all that about? So we're going to cover all this and more today here on our series, The Story of Jesus, here on In Grace. And then just before we go to that, let me remind you that I'm so excited this Sunday at the Quentin Road Baptist Church, Lake Zurich, Illinois, to have an American statesman, Mike Pompeo. He'll be speaking at our church at 11 o'clock Central Time, and then I'll be interviewing him on stage for an In Grace episode upcoming. Now, if you live too far away, many of you live all over the country, all over the world, obviously you can't come for this. Let me encourage you to watch it live. And you can go to the ingraceradio.com, ingraceradio.com website, and click on the Mike Pompeo event, and there will be a link there that you can watch live. And if you want to come, if you are in the area and you want to come hear him for yourself, let me invite you to come. We can seat uh, several thousand people in our church, and we'd love to have you come and hear him and hear the interview live. And again, that information is ingraceradio.com. We have this high priest over the house of God, verse 22 of Hebrews 10. Let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith. Let us access the throne room of God anytime we need to. And it could be, it could be a little child could, could enter now. An older adult can enter now. Uh, somebody that has lived a wicked life but, but that person has put their faith in Jesus, they can enter into this holy place. It is through Christ that we have this access. And then something else happened. Not only was this veil torn, and I wonder who first looked in and realized, sure, surely one of the priests maybe heard it or went in the next day and like, what in the world? They'd never seen anything like it, the veil torn. But also at that very moment, the ground shook. Matthew 27, verse 50, 
In the second half of the verse, it says, the earth did quake and the rocks rent. It's kind of cool old English. And the graves were opened and many bodies of the saints which slept arose. Now, this is curious. This is interesting. What? Graves were opened, bodies arose, and came out of the graves after his resurrection. So some versions say that they appeared after the resurrection, but they rose right now when the ground shook at his death. Either way, there was a physical bodily resurrection of believers because of Jesus' sacrifice on the cross. And they went into the holy city and appeared unto many. That would have caused quite a stir. Not only was Jesus dead and then he resurrected in three days, now also you have these people that were believers. You say, well, what did they believe in? Jesus hadn't died yet. Yeah, you, you put your faith in the Lord that he's providing a savior, a Messiah. And there were people like that, Mary and Joseph, the disciples, except for Judas. There were plenty of people like that. Any of that had died, and I think any in close proximity to Christ's death and resurrection, I think it's just the power of, of God raised those bodies from the dead. Now you say, well, explain the resurrection here, because we do know that God created us for eternity, not just our spirit, but our body. You say, well, our body doesn't last for eternity. It might not even last 100 years. It might not even last 50 years. And then once we die and our spirit, if we're saved, goes immediately to heaven, our body goes into the ground and becomes dust. So what is this resurrection? Well, the Bible speaks of two resurrections, the first resurrection and the second resurrection. The first resurrection is for everyone that died in faith. Anyone that in their life put their trust in the coming Messiah or in the Messiah that has come, that person is going to be part of the first resurrection. But the first resurrection comes in intervals or in phases, okay? Five different phases that I've identified. The first one is none other than Jesus Christ. Look at 1 Corinthians 15, 22. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. But every man in his own order, Christ the first fruit. So the first Phase of the resurrection of the saved is, is Jesus. The first fruits. Afterward, they that are Christ at his coming. We do know there is a resurrection of dead at the rapture, and that's the third interval. The second, I believe, is what we just read. Some saints had resurrected at the, at the death or the resurrection. Somewhere in that time, maybe the graves opened at the death because of the earthquake and they resurrected at his resurrection. I'm not sure exactly what happened, but I'm positive that people resurrected when Jesus did. That's the second phase. The third phase is the rapture. The fourth phase is tribulation saints after the tribulation that die in the tribulation. And then there's some people that live through the tribulation that are saved and will be in the millennium that might have to face death because they still have mortal bodies. They will also be resurrected. That's the first resurrection. Then you have the second resurrection, which all happens at one time, and that's for the damned, and that's at the great white throne judgment at the end of the time. And so I hope that you're part of the first resurrection. We'll continue in Matthew 27, 54. And when the centurion... And they that were with him watching Jesus saw the earthquake and those things that were done, they feared greatly. I mean, this is the soldier's soldier, the centurion. He's in charge. 
He is polished. He's been through battle. He's hardened. Nothing surprises him. He was shocked at all of these events, seeing the earthquake, seeing the sky had grown dark, seeing the words of Jesus and his compassion on the cross. And he said these words, truly, this was the son of God. I love that. Pilate had called Jesus innocent. The thief had called Jesus savior. The centurion called Jesus God. What will you call Jesus? In Luke 23, we see Luke's version of this in verse 47. And when the centurion saw what was done, he glorified God saying, certainly this was a righteous man. So the question is, will we meet the centurion in heaven? If I were to guess, I'd say yes. I'd say yes. I don't know, but it certainly seems like that. Incredible things that he said. And then there were other people that were witnessing this. And all the people in verse 48 that came together to that site, beholding the things which were done, smote their breasts and returned. Again, it was a horrible thing. And and for most of the people, they, they somehow didn't catch the resurrection. They, they, didn't, they didn't know that he would die and, and be raised, although he said he would. And so they must have been so discouraged. This is the end of what their hopes were for freedom and for liberty for their people. The one they thought was the Messiah had died. Well, the Messiah can't die. God can't die. And so you probably had that moment in your life when you've been through something horrific and you just can't believe it's happened and you just feel so depressed and so discouraged and so down and it's just a dark moment in your life. Certainly that must be what they were feeling at this point. In verse 49 of Luke 23, and all his acquaintance, the women that followed him from Galilee stood afar off beholding these things. Oh, the tears that must have been shed at this moment. And then we'll pick up back to Matthew's account in verse 55 of Matthew 27. And many women were there beholding afar off, just like Luke had said, which followed Jesus from Galilee, ministering unto him. Who were these? Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James. This was James the Lesser. How would you like to be called James the Lesser? Or maybe James the Little, because there was a James, a big James, little James, little Jim. And Joseph, or Joseph, so we're not positive exactly who that Mary was, but it was a Mary of James the Lesser and Joseph. And the mother of Zebedee's children, we know her from another place as Salome. When the even was come, there was a rich man of Arimathea. Now this is a very mysterious person. We start to learn about this Joseph of Arimathea, named Joseph, who himself was Jesus' disciple. He was wealthy, he was influential, he had the ear of Pilate, And I think he was part of the religious ruling class, but of course he didn't consent to the death of Christ. But there he was. He had seen Jesus die, and now he's going to do the right thing. He's going to ask for the body. He went to Pilate and begged the body of Jesus. Then Pilate commanded the body to be delivered. Another scripture tells us that Pilate first made sure from the centurion that Jesus was dead. And I think he was probably relieved that it was finally over, but it wasn't over, was it? And by the way, Pilate disappeared from history after this moment. And when Joseph had taken the body, he wrapped it in a clean linen cloth. We're given more detail of this in a second. And laid it in his own new tomb, which he had hewn out in the rock. And he rolled a great stone to the door of the sepulcher and departed. This was a very common way of burying people in that day. 
they would hewn out a, a rock wall, carve it out, make a tomb for them and their family, and they would have a rolling stone that would cover the door. Lazarus had that stone, remember? Move the stone, and no, we won't do it because he's been in there so long, he's gonna smell. And so now Joseph had this tomb. He was a rich man, and Jesus is put into this tomb, and a stone rolled over the door of the sepulcher. And there was Mary Magdalene and the other Mary sitting over against the sepulcher. You're listening to In Grace with Jim Scudder Jr. How old is the earth? Did Noah's flood really happen? If you're wrestling with the answers to these questions, look no further than In Grace's exciting video series, A Walk Through Creation, where Jim Scudder walks through the amazing Creation Museum in Northern Kentucky with answers in Genesis founder, Ken Ham. Together, they discuss how modern science actually backs up truths found in scripture. This incredible series will be yours as a thank you for a gift of any amount to In Grace. And when your gift is $35 or more, you will also receive two more video series, a tour of Noah's Ark with Bodie Hodge and Dinosaurs That Destroy Evolution. Don't miss out on this exclusive opportunity to gain a deeper understanding of the young earth creation perspective. To get this limited time offer, call now, 800-78-GRACE, or order on our secure website, ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Can you imagine the emotion? Can you imagine how sad they were? Maybe they didn't have any more tears. Maybe they couldn't even cry. And Mark tells us that Joseph bought fine linen and he took Jesus down and he wrapped him in the linen and he laid him in the tomb and was, the tomb was carved out of rock and rolled a stone in the entrance. And then John really gives us detail on this. John 19, 38, and after this, Joseph of Arimathea, being a disciple of Jesus, but secretly for fear of the Jews. By that kind of squashes those that say that you have to confess Jesus as Lord publicly or to somebody else to be saved. Joseph of Arimathea was a secret disciple, and we're also going to read about another secret disciple that we've read about way back in John 3. Now we're going to read about him again in John 19. Joseph of Arimathea, secretly in fear of the Jews, besought Pilate that he might take away the body of Jesus, and Pilate gave him leave. He came, therefore, and took the body of Jesus, and there came also who? Nicodemus. Nicodemus, which at the first came to Jesus by night. Wouldn't that be fun to go up to Nicodemus and say, hey, are you the Nicodemus that came to Jesus by night? It's kind of a little bit of a put down. It's like saying Doubting Thomas. Don't call him Doubting Thomas. And I'm sure Nicodemus now in the day is part of helping Joseph of Arimathea get the body. Both of them were secret saints. It's not the best thing. It's not the, the, the correct thing to be embarrassed. But sometimes the situation makes people fearful. Maybe your family will disown you. Maybe you'll lose inheritance. Maybe you'll lose your job. In parts of the world, you'll be arrested and you'll be killed if you're a Christian. So people are scared. I'm not saying it's right to be scared, but I'm saying it's, I can see why. I can see why. And if you were put into those positions, would you be the same way that they were? This is human nature. But now they're, now they're coming out. Now they're being bold for their Savior. They brought a mixture of myrrh and aloes. You see all the, the detail now that we're getting from John? It was a linen. That's a fine linen. Now it's um, the, not only the linen, but the spices, about 100-pound weight. Then they took the body of Jesus, 
wound it in linen clothes. This was very typical of the day with the spices as the manner of the Jews is to bury. They didn't have a lot of time, but they had enough time to do that. And we're also going to find out that the place where he was crucified in verse 41, there was a garden. So not only do we now know it was a new tomb, no one had ever been there. It was a wealthy man's tomb, but also right next to the tomb was a garden. And the tomb would have a a place for the stone to roll in front of it. And in the garden, a new sepulcher where was never man yet laid. So this is very particular. By the way, you say, well, where is this tomb? There's a place that I'd like to go. I'm not positive it is the actual place where Jesus was buried. There's a couple places in Israel they, they claim was the place. Some archaeologists say the tomb and the garden tomb is older, and therefore it wasn't a new tomb at the time of the first century. I'm going to investigate that more. I'm going to figure all this out. But it's not the place, is it? It's the fact that Jesus died and was raised again. And there laid they Jesus. Therefore, because of the Jews' preparation day for the sepulcher was nigh at hand. So right, right away from the place of the skull was this tomb. It was very close in proximity, and they got him there. By the way, another prophecy fulfilled, one after the other during this crucifixion day, that he would be killed between transgressors, that he would be sold for 30 pieces of silver, that clothes were gambled for. Think of all the things that he fulfilled. And here another one, Isaiah 53 verse 9, tells us that he would be buried in a rich man's tomb. What are the chances of one man accidentally fulfilling all of these things? There's no accident. It is 100% positive. Jesus of Nazareth is the Messiah. He's the Son of God. He came to die for our sins. And then we'll continue in Matthew 27. Matthew gives us another detail that we don't read about in other Gospels in verse 62. Now the next day that followed the day of the preparation, the chief priests and the Pharisees came together unto Pilate saying, Sir, we remember that that deceiver said while he was yet alive, after three days I will rise again. It's funny, they remembered it, but the disciples didn't. They remembered it and the women didn't. Let's be careful to remember what Jesus says and not just remember it, but believe it and do it. But these Pharisees, these religious, the chief priests and the Pharisees were saying to Pilate, he said he was going to rise again. We don't want that to happen. Command, therefore, that the sepulcher be made sure until the third day, lest his disciples come by night and steal him away and say unto the people, he has risen from the dead. So the last error is worse than the first. Again, irony, irony, irony. If they hadn't gone to ask for the guard, no one would have been witness. Uh, uh, And easily they could have said the disciples stole the body. But because they set this guard of Roman soldiers, now it is ironclad that an empty tomb means that he rose again. (laughs) The enemies of God are doing the work of God. Pilate said unto them, ye have a watch. Go your way and make it as sure as you can. So they went and made the sepulcher sure, sealing the stone. They had actually had you know, the stone there and put a seal on it, maybe a wax seal to see if it had been moved. If it had been moved, you would see the, the seal broken. They put the guard in front. The guard was supposed to stay awake and watch for these days. And I'm sure it was a rotating guard. And so, incredible, incredible events surrounding 
Jesus, crucifixion, his death on the cross for our sins. He's now in the grave. Now, is, is Jesus dead? No. The Bible talks about Jesus leading captivity captive. I believe he went to the temporary heaven and took all of the souls there into the permanent heaven. He had paid the price for their sins. And he promises to come back. What I'm going to do is conclude today with part of a song that we filmed in the garden tomb with a daughter of a pastor. This young lady's name is Yael Kalisher. She has a grandfather that is a Holocaust survivor. Her dad's a pastor in Jerusalem, Menno Kalisher, part of our Armageddon's Dawn series. And she's a songwriter, and she wrote this song, and she's playing it, a beautiful song called On a Simple Hill. The garden tomb in Israel, the place that very possibly could have been the place of the sacrifice of the Son of God. And I want you to see the garden and the beautiful flowers all around there. And I'd love to take you there to Israel. If you would ever come to Israel, I would love to show you this place. We have communion there. We sing there. It's the last thing we do in Israel. And it's a special, special place. But before we go, have you put your faith in Jesus? Have you trusted in him as your savior? The Bible says you just have to believe. Believe that Jesus died on the cross for your sins. He paid for your sins on that cross. And he did rise again. We kind of left it at a cliffhanger, but I think you already know what happened. He rose again the third day on that Sunday morning. What a beautiful sunrise that must have been when the Son of God rose from the dead. If you'll trust in him, you will be saved forever and ever and ever. And we'd love to talk to you some more about eternal life. Call us 1-800-78-GRACE. If it's after hours, leave a voicemail or contact us anytime at ingraceradio.com. I really loved to be there at the Garden Tomb as we played a little clip from Yael Kalisher's song on a simple hill. And uh, I believe that song is on our website at, on our YouTube channel. So you might want to go see that for yourself. It is absolutely amazing. Don't forget, Mike Pompeo is coming. He's uh, the former Secretary of State under President Trump. He's coming this Sunday to Quinton Road Baptist Church. If you're too far to come, at least watch it live at 11 o'clock Central Time this Sunday, March 12th. If you are in the area, we invite you to come out for the 11 o'clock service to hear him and me interview him for In Grace. And then also, don't 
don't forget, we have a resource for you that will help you understand creation. It's a walk through the Creation Museum with Ken Ham, a two-part video series that will really help you understand the wonders of God and the genius of his creation. So let me send this video series to you for a gift of any amount to in grace. More people hear the gospel and you get this exciting video either by DVD or digital download. Now, some of you can give more and if you can give $35 or more, we're gonna send you another four-part video series, a tour of Noah's Ark with Ken's son-in-law, Bodie Hodge, and dinosaurs that destroy evolution. Don't forget to get the video series, A Walk Through Creation with Ken Ham, for your gift of any amount. When your gift is $35 or more, you will also receive two more video series, a tour of Noah's Ark, and dinosaurs that destroy evolution. Don't miss out on this exclusive opportunity. Call now, 800-78-GRACE. Go to our secure website, ingraceradio.com, or write to us at Ingrace P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois. 60047. Thank you for joining us on In Grace Radio with Jim Scudder Jr. In Grace is a member of the Evangelical Council for Financial Accountability. Our goal is to share the light of Jesus to a darkening world, helping you find hope, gain purpose, and be a light. You can be that light today by joining our mission to spread the gospel around the world. Just call us, 800-78-GRACE, or go online, ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Tune in tomorrow as we continue to explore God's Word and His world on InGrace Radio.